Welcome to the Refuge Project. The Refuge Project is a place that we can have meaningful conversation in a safe place. I am your host, Pastor David, and I got two of the most influential men in my life throughout the years here with us today. We got a special uh, podcast for you guys today. I got Pastor Mark and Pastor Ron with us. How you guys doing? Doing good. Doing very good. Very good. We just came out... um, just off of a, a snow week last week, um, that was kind of crazy, kind of shut the whole city down, and now here, here we are a week before the convocation, and uh, I'm getting excited. Here we are we're on the downside of our 40-day fast. Uh, everybody's been fasting in the church, um, and I just can't wait to see what God's going to do this year at the convocation. It's a staple in our church. It's something that we do for 32 years in a row, I think it is now. Um, And uh, God has showed up every single year. And I just want to get these two guys, just kind of talk about the past a little bit and what the the vision was when Pastor Ron started this thing 32 years ago. And then we'll just kind of get into some of the current stuff and the kind of the vision for this year. Um, Maybe changed a little bit because of the, the way COVID is and travel and different things like that. So it might feel a little bit different, but I think that God has been preparing our church over the last several months uh, in different ways, how he's been moving in some of our services and different things like that for uh, this convocation coming up on March 7th through the 10th. Um, so we're excited. If you haven't already made plans to be here, we encourage you to make those plans. Um, we got... We got people listening from Russia to Iceland, um, all over the world, all over the world. So if you isn't that too late for you guys to get here from India, wherever you're at, Mexico, um, uh, Ireland, all over the world, we're, we're reaching out there. So we thank you guys for listening. Get get you some plane tickets. Get over here to the great state of Texas uh, and come to our convocation on March 7th. Um, you know, David, it's funny you say. Uh, we had an ice week last week, and then you mentioned Russia. And yeah. I, I'm sure, I'm pretty sure those people would laugh at us. But it was a, it was an interesting trying week. Uh, one of the one of the interesting things about Texas weather. Uh, last night we had service, and uh, we were running the air conditioner. Yeah. Uh, a week ago it was 28 degrees, so it's just it's just crazy weather. But uh, it's up and down. But you just gotta endure it in Texas. And uh, we love it. We're glad to hear uh, to be here today talking about the convocation. As you said, it is one of the staples, if not the staple, for Elam Church. Uh, I believe with all of my heart that God has truly blessed this church over the years because of the convocation, because of the vision that Pastor Ron cast some 33 years ago as we prepared for it. And, and I think it's just a, a, a privilege and an honor to have him here today to kind of give us a little background and when that came about, uh, because when he cast that vision, I was here, the people got hold of it, and ever since then, we've been opening our doors to people from around the world uh, for God to minister to them. So, uh, Pastor Ron, just give us a little brief history about how you got the vision, and uh, we'll go from there. Well, uh, let me talk about that for just a minute. Uh, When I became the pastor here, Elam Church was sort of a island, I I guess you'd call it. We didn't have any fellowship with other churches. And so uh, we had a 
a missionary, well, actually, I guess you'd call him a, an evangelist, that came and spoke for us a time or two. His name was Maxie Thomas. He's one of my favorite uh, evangelists. And he came, and I, I was just talking to him. I said, Brother Maxie, uh, you know, I feel like I'm isolated here. I, I had been in the Assembly of God Church for about seven years, and we had, you know, conferences and things, but uh, we didn't have anything here. And I said, I kind of miss that. I, I'd like to be part of something. And he said, well, why don't you come to our church? At that time, he had become the co-pastor of a church in Auburndale, Florida, named, uh, I think it was Praise Centers. Anyway, it was a good church over there. A guy named Billy Ray Melton was the pastor. And he said, you know, every year we have a, a pastor's conference. And said, several hundred pastors come. And I said, well, I, I don't know if I'd fit in. He said, well, you know what? He said, if we put all the non-denominational charismatic or spirit-filled churches together, it'd be the largest denomination in the world. Problem is, we're all independent. And so I said, well, I'll try it. So Janet and I got in the car and drove all the way to Auburndale, Florida. And I'm telling you, when I went in there, uh, they were singing the songs we sang. Spirit of God was moving. It was just wonderful, so refreshing. And so, I, and, and they paid for our room, and they paid for our meals. And I thought, man, this is great. So uh, the next year, I couldn't wait to get there. We went back, drove back. I think I took some of the staff with me that year. And I don't know, it was the third or fourth year. By this time, we flew over there, and they picked us up at the airport and all that stuff. And on the way back, if I ever heard the Lord speak, the Lord said, I want you to do this in Houston. I want you to have a pastor's convention, and uh, I, I want you to pay for their rooms, and I want you to, you know, feed them. And uh, I thought, God, how are we going to do that? We're just a little church over here. We can't afford to do all that. But I knew I'd heard from God. And so uh, I decided, yeah, you know, that's kind of the way I've always been. If I feel like God spoke to me, I'm going to do it because I know he's going to provide for it. Right, right. So anyway, uh, uh, I, I decided we'd do it, but I didn't know how to do it. And so I... Uh, I uh, just printed up some brochures and said, we're going to have a pastor's conference. I didn't know who to invite. So I got the phone book out, and I looked in all the churches around here, and I, I called them. I sent out, you know, invitations and so forth, and I said, man, we're going to have a great thing. We're going to feed you. We're gonna... I got no response, none, <laughs> zero so we're having a big thing, and I, I don't know, I prayed about it, and I feel like the Lord told me, here's where you do it. You get the people to sponsor the four nights at the, you know, the pastor. It was all pastors in, no missionaries, just pastors. And, uh, you know, sponsor them, pay for their room, get, get sponsors to do that. 
And that time, the, the rooms were $25 a That's night. I remember that. After wow. Roadway Inn down here on, <laughs> on Ritchie and 225 $25 a night. $100 for four nights. $100. I said, if you sponsor a pastor for $100, that'd pay for their room for four nights. And then we'll uh, receive offerings and stuff and, and, and feed them and so forth. Well, anyway, uh, I had several people sign up to sponsor them. Most people say, well, I don't know. I don't know if we can do this or not. This, you know, that sort of thing. And uh, so anyway, uh, I didn't have anybody coming. I had two speakers lined up. Maxie Thomas was going to be the first one, and David Cook from International Bible College, San Antonio. Great speakers. But nobody coming. So I called David Cook, and I called Maxie Thomas. I said, you know, I've got y'all lined up to speak for this big pastor's conference, but there's nobody <laughs> coming, no pastor's coming. And uh, he said, uh, I said, well, here's what I need you guys to do. Now, y'all know a lot of pastors around. I want y'all to take some of these uh, brochures, and I want you to mail them to your pastor friends, and I want you to put a note on there giving them a personal invitation to come because they don't know me. And uh, so they did. And they most of those guys were from Louisiana that they uh, invited to come, and some of them came. I think we had about eight or ten pastors that came. And that's the way it started. But wow. we, treated them, we treated them so well. I'm telling you, Pastor Mark's uh, aunt, uh, Aunt Betty, she was in charge of the breakfast. And they tried to outdo each other oh. on the breakfast. I'm telling you, I've never seen a breakfast like that in a fancy hotel. I mean, everything you could think of for the breakfast. And then for the, the noon meal, I mean, it, it was just wonderful. I've never been to any kind of a convention or conference or anything that they paid for my meals. They paid for my, my hotel, and, and the food was just out of this world. And so the guys that came... They told their friends about it, and the next year we had about twice that many come, and I guess uh, the rest is history. Through the years, we've had, oh, I don't know, one year we had a hundred almost 150 rooms that we paid for. Right? Wow. wow. So that's the way it got started. That's a, that's amazing. Uh, just start out with just a handful. Oh yeah, and then you had to go to those guys and say, "Hey, if you want somebody to preach to, you better bring them. <laughs> you better you bring know? them with you." And uh, how those guys were invested in, in in your life, and they were just like, "Okay," and then you know, signed off on on what what your ministry was, and and now here we are, thirty two years later. When it started off as a, a pastors' conference, and now. I know our church is huge as in the missions. That's one of the things that we do well here. When did it change from a pastor's, com uh, what was Con it? It was conference and then convocation again. Right. Pastor Ron got a word from God that, that uh, spoke to him about this was much more than a conference. A uh, conference is a gathering of people. Whereas uh, he felt like God told him it was a convocation, which God says is a holy, ordained meeting. And, uh, and when he changed that, you know, one of the things that I can speak to, because I've been at everyone, I've been here since it began, and uh, there is so much more. He, he just touched on just a few things, but there is so much more involved in putting this together, not just food, not just uh, speakers, but people cleaning, people uh, giving, people getting involved. And I'm going to tell you, it was one of the things that united 
our church. One of the things that brought the people together, we, we began working on this three or four months before time, and the people are excited. When is this happening? Who's the speakers? Who's going? And to this day, it is still the same. It is one of the things that just unites the people as we look forward to serving the people that are coming, because now that we are serving missionaries, pastors, evangelists, we, we look at them as champions from around the world. And God has given us the privilege and the honor of ministering to the hearts of these people. And to see the smile on their face is worth everything that we do. To see God touch their hearts at those altars is worth all the sacrifice that is made to make this happen. But I, I think Pastor Ron can speak to when, back when we, we, it was all pastors, and then at some point, I think his brother, Brother Dale, kind of had a, a little input on it, and we got missionaries involved. Well, it really wasn't my brother. There was a fellow named Don Witherwax. Let me talk about that. We had about two or three missionaries that we helped support. And uh, a fellow named Don Witherwax came to our church, and he had been the missions director of another church out on the west side of town. And anyway, he came to my church, came to my office, and uh, wanted to know what we were doing for missions and so forth. And uh, I told him, and he said, well, that uh, he would like for us to sponsor some more missions. As a matter of fact, he was in charge of a, a missions fund. They had sold a church somewhere, and they had put the money that they had sold in the church. They had it in, in a savings account, and they were sponsoring, I don't know, several missionaries. And, and so I talked to him, and I, I thought, boy, we do. We need to be sponsoring and helping some more missionaries. And then I went to... Uh, a conference or whatever over at Lakewood Church, Brother John Osteen. And he was talking about all the missionaries that they sponsored. And I was thinking, man, we can't afford to sponsor a bunch of missionaries out of our tithe because uh, we just don't have that much money. But anyway, he was saying, man, you don't use your tithe to sponsor missionaries. You get people to sponsor missionaries over and above their tithe. Tithe goes to the church. People sponsor missionaries. Well, I thought, you know, maybe we could do that. I, I don't know. But anyway, uh, we talked to Don Witherwax, and we had a mission Sunday. And we've been doing that ever since. But I just preached a message about, you know, God blessing people that help sponsor missionaries, you know. How they going to hear without a preacher? How they going to? preach unless it be sent and that sort of thing. And people started uh, giving to missions. And uh, Don Witherwax was in charge of that. And so we had a missions board. We got three or four people on the board. And uh, before you knew it, it seemed like to me that Don wanted just more and more missionaries. He wasn't giving them a whole lot of money each, but he had about 100 missionaries. All of them getting at least $50 a month, and some of them 100 and some of them more. But a bunch of missionaries. And so one year, he uh, got in touch with all these missionaries and invited them to come to our pastor's conference. And I thought, whoa, man, you can't do that. 
I mean, you don't have pastors and missionaries together at a conference. Because I'd ever, I'd never been to one like that. It was always a missions conference or a pastors conference, right. but never everybody together. And I, I, I got to thinking, and I was thinking about it and praying about it, and it seemed like the Lord spoke to me. Are you crazy? <laughs> pastors need to have missionaries. There needs to be that you know fellowship together, and uh, missionaries certainly need pastors. And anyway, that year, there was as many missionaries came as there were pastors. Wow. That was amazing. Yeah. Of course, the problem is, and the problem has always been, if you start having more missionaries than pastors, the pastors don't come. And that's a shame. It's awful. But that's the way it is, because pastors have a problem uh, meeting with missionaries because they know missionaries need, need money. support. Yeah. And they know that their church can't afford it. And so it's just, they don't show up for missions conference. But I can say this. I don't know how long ago that was. That was a long time long ago. Time ago. Boy, all these years, it's been pastors and missionaries. And then I, you know, uh, evangelists started showing up and other people started showing up. And I said, this is really a God thing. Because you don't see that anywhere else. But missionaries and pastors and Boy, they were networking together here. It's been amazing what God has done. Yeah, I think that's like super important because that was really pre-internet, right? So now the world's got a whole lot smaller because we have the internet and email and all those things that we can communicate with. But before, to have all those people in the the building together, that was really them able to to reach out from all over the world from one place like we use the internet for now. So that's pretty, uh, that's pretty forward thinking uh, than, you know, at that time. Well, you know, just a God thing, because I didn't, I didn't figure it out. It just happened. And uh, you know, the name, I didn't know. I think we called it a pastor's conference sometimes. Then we called it a pastor's convention sometimes, you know, I, that's what everybody calls a couple for a pastor's conference or whatever. And I remember one year, I don't know how long that ago that was, but the Lord spoke to me and said, it's not a convention and it's not a conference. It's a convocation. I'd heard the word convocation, but I, I didn't know exactly what all that was. I said, Lord, what, what are you talking about? What's a convocation? And I got to looking in the Old Testament and all those, uh, the feasts that they had, you know, there were seven feasts, but they all had to go to Jerusalem three times a year. Some of those things, they had two or three feasts, you know, in that one week. But it was always called a holy convocation. It was something that God uh, called the people of Israel to come to Jerusalem because he wanted to meet with them there. And uh, he said, this is what I've called you to do. It's not a conference where you're going to come and discuss all kind of biblical problems or whatever. It's not a a convention where you're going to come and elect people into offices and stuff. He said, it's a holy convocation Mm. where I've called it. I've called all these people together, and I'm going to meet with them. And I'll have to tell you, it's been supernatural. 
Yeah. Every year, the, the, the speakers that come, uh, they just have a message straight from God. It all works together. God orchestrates it. And the fruit that's come from it, because after every year, we get you know letters back from missionaries or evangelists or even pastors that says, you know what? This was going to be my last year of ministry. Right. You know, I was so burnt out. I couldn't do it anymore. I've been doing this thing for 30 or 40 years, and I just I couldn't see the future and what I was doing. And then we came to this convocation and, and how God spoke to them and, and then gave them life for, for future years that continue to, to move on. It's, it's just amazing. It is a God thing for sure. Uh, you know, most conferences or conventions or whatever that uh, various ministry groups have, you had to pay your own way. Uh, you got to pay for your hotel. And that's at least $100 a night nowadays. You got to pay for your food. You got to pay to get there. You got to, and most churches in America are less than 50 people. Yeah. I mean, I think 80% of the churches in America are less than 50 people. And the pastor is just barely making it. If he has to pay five, six, seven, eight hundred dollars to go to a convocation, he can't go. Right. And that's why the Lord said, "This is not for big, you know, mega church pastors. This is for pastors and missionaries that are out there just doing the work. That's not making a lot of money." But God said, "I want you to bless those guys. And if you'll bless those guys." I bless you. And I think what's so beautiful about that is if you look at our giving from, you know, for our convocation, it's the guys that are making, you know, thirty, forty thousand dollars $40,000 a year that are sponsoring these oh, yeah. guys coming in. These are just hardworking people here at our church. We don't have a bunch of millionaires here. We don't have a bunch of rich people here, but it's just hardworking people that are willing to give that Three or four hundred dollars for these pastors that come in here. They're taking their vacation to be here for that week to take them back and forth from the the airport or or serve them food. Uh, so they're taking vacation. They're giving their money. They're giving their time uh, just to come support what God is doing. It's amazing. I, I remember uh, a lot of people in our church. I, I remember uh, Margie. And uh, Christina's mom. Yeah. And she, uh, I remember she would put away about five ten dollars a week. Wow. Just to sponsor mm. a missionary, or just to sponsor. You know, some people say, "I oh, got a lot of money; they can just do it." That, that's not the way it's been. People have sacrificed, and I think the the missionaries and the pastors that come they realize that that uh, this is not something we got a rich church here. As a matter of fact, this year has been tough. It's yeah. been tough on our church. It's been tough on uh, everybody. But Pastor Mark said, we're going to do it. We're going to go ahead and do it. I, I don't know any other uh, convocations or whatever you want to call them are still doing what we're doing. I really don't. I know there was one in Beaumont years ago, and the, the pastor over there would sponsor pastors to come and, you know, pay for their rooms and pay for their food. But they, they stopped that a long time ago. And, uh, I, I know there was a, a one or two others that I was aware of that did what we're doing. But as far as I know, 
Nobody's doing it now. The what where I see it's almost like they're having these these conventions and it's almost like a fundraiser for the church where they bring all these pastors in and they're charging them a thousand dollars, you know, a week to be there. Um, so it's almost like a, a fundraiser at the same time, you know, they're getting some good information out there. I'm not trying to judge in anybody, but, um, we don't do that. You know, a lot of times where we have our fundraisers to raise this money. And then at the end of this thing, we're having to pour from, you know, our savings oh, yeah. account or something to put a little bit of extra money in there. Uh, other times we have a little extra, you know, and, and it's just one of those things that this is not about adding revenue to our church. This is about adding revenue to the kingdom right? Uh, and, and sending these missionaries and evangelists and pastors with the renewed fire to go reach the world. It really that- is. It's a blessing for us. And I was thinking as Pastor Ron talked about Sister Margie and, and uh, our people, uh, I, can, I can guarantee you that there are probably a third of our people that volunteer for this. They had to use vacation time this week for this week. Uh, I know for many, many, many years, I did it. I used vacation and it wasn't a burden. It was a joy. I couldn't wait. Uh, to be off the week, to get to spend the whole week with God's champions, to be around people that are in ministry that I looked up to, to get to hear the stories of God moving in amazing and unique ways all over the world. We one of the things, <clears throat> excuse me, that it are, is unique about our conference, our convocation. We don't raise money, uh, as Pastor Ron said. I go to several conferences a year. And usually it's, there's a theme of raising money. We don't have a theme. Uh, every year our speakers, when I talk to them, they ask, what's the theme? I said, that's up to you. Uh, you pray and ask God. And as he said, every year, every year, those things come through. And it, God makes a theme. God orchestrates a theme. And at the end of the convocation, you can look back and there's a theme that God has promoted. So it's just just wonderful. It's beautiful how it all comes together. Uh, we're excited, looking forward to that. I think we got a great lineup again this year. And uh, just looking at the schedule, uh, we have people from all over uh, Texas, all over the nation. Uh, Brother Randy Caldwell, a phenomenal evangelist who lives here in the Houston area. He's going to be here. Uh, Brother Jason, Pastor Jason King, all the way in Colorado, Faith Church, phenomenal speaker, encourager. Uh, Pastor Ron's going to be ministering, as well as Pastor Matt Bell from San Antonio, a dynamic preacher. Uh, Brother Travis Moffitt, one of the missionaries that we support, who has a, a wonderful ministry to Honduras and around the world. He's going to be speaking as well as myself. Uh, we have a wonderful lineup of people, and they want to be here. We don't have to coax them. They don't. We don't pay them uh, per se. Uh, offer them great monies to come. They look forward to coming. We do bless them, and uh, so we're excited about all that's going to be taking place, all that's happening, and this year's convocation. Uh, one of the things that happens every year at the end of the convocation, as we close, we always say. This has been the greatest convocation that we've ever had. And I look forward to the very same thing this year, even with all that's going on. You know, last Sunday, uh, the, the Sunday after the freeze, everybody was stuck in their house with no power, no water. And there was just a, just a deep desire Sunday morning 
a, a hunger to just meet with God. We didn't have to do anything. We really shouldn't have even had said anything. People just came to the altar because they wanted to meet with God after all they'd been through that week. And we think about these that are coming, these pastors, missionaries, and evangelists. I think they're coming with that same attitude. Yeah. They're needing to meet with God. And we, what an honor that God has chosen Elam for a place where they can come and do that. Right. And I, and I, I think that's amazing. Um, I get such a joy by watching other ministers worship, you know, and you can see them in here. And then, you know, they, they come a lot of times you can you can even sense a burden when you sent, you talk to some of these guys and and they're holding uh, the burden of, of countries on their shoulders sometimes. And they've been, you know, they might have been out in, in the middle of a jungle for the last six or seven months and and dealing with um you know, unpure waters and different things like that. And they're out there doing God's work. And, and when they come here, you, you can sense a burden. There's some excitement, but you can sense a burden on some of them and then begin to see that first service and that second, you know, that session, uh, God begin to be, release them from certain things. And by the end of the, by the end of the, 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 the convocation, then they're down there worshiping and, and freely able to do the things that they've been wanting to do for some years, uh, for some since last year, some of them, right. um, and then God just releasing those things and began to give them excitement again. Um, I know this year and last year was a little bit different because we're dealing with this whole COVID thing. Um, and maybe there's a lot of people are not able to travel, you know, from overseas and different things like that. Pastor kind of share a little bit, you know, we definitely want to serve these champions, but at the same time, we're kind of focusing on our church a little bit this year uh, along uh, along the these great champions of God. Well, we um, we definitely want everybody to come. And this year, we have really began. Last Sunday, we noticed that there this this is kind of focused. This focus this year is a little different, in that it it really is not just for pastors, evangelists, and missionaries. I believe that this year God is desiring to meet with His people in general. And, uh, and I'm inviting all of you, anyone that can come. It's not just limited. One of the things that we, we do focus on our pastors, missionaries, and evangelists, this is what this is about. But this year, we invite everyone. And just because it has that title, please don't stay home. We're taking every COVID um, precaution that we know of, that we can do. We're taking that. We're trying to apply that. Uh, but we have lots of room we don't have the registration that we normally have this year, but we want to invite everyone to come. Uh, it is going to be something special. We've been fasting. We've been praying for 40 days, uh, not just total fast, but fasting with a Daniel fast. But we've been praying morning and evening for God's intervention, for a move of God. And we're already seeing that begin to happen. So I want to invite everybody to come. Uh, whosoever will, we're compelling you from the highways and the byways to come and be a part of what God's going to do. Going to do. Yeah, I'm excited about the, this year. And listen, if you want to c come here, some of the greatest speakers, uh, we have just a heck of a lineup this year. Every single year, uh, there's there's some there's a message that stands out. And we were just talking, uh, Brother Rex Johnson, when he preached about the blood of the Lamb. Um, 
Brother Jones, Pastor Jones, when he was talking, when he did the blessings with the, the grace, with the, the grace, I'm sorry, the grace with the tissues. And there's always one of those things that it's like it burns it into your heart, into your mind. And you, and you, you know, you hold on to those things for a, a, a long time. And it's, you know, this year it might be Pastor Jason, whoever it may be, that's going to bring that that one thing that kind of sticks out from the rest. So we encourage you to come out, bring your family and your friends. Um, this is a, a great time that you can invite them to church that's not necessarily the same old, same old, and get them excited about coming to church. Maybe there's, you know, that that one guy that hasn't come back since COVID, and this right. will be a time that, we, you know, he can, he can kind of break out of his his little shell that he's in because of the COVID. And, and like Pastor said, we are taking the precautions. We're doing the cleanings, and we're doing the best that we can do. We have other areas set up, if you, you know, if you want to be a little bit further away and different things like that. So we just encourage you to— come out and, and be a part of this. No, I, I want to just mention uh, something in the line of what you said. Uh, several years ago, there was one of the missionaries that had just met uh, that came. He normally doesn't come to convocations, conferences, uh, but he's a great speaker. He does speak it a lot. And he said, well, you know, I just have so many engagements that I don't normally come uh, just to be a part of it. And uh, he said, but he came. We invited him and he came and out of that, God birthed in him uh, the idea for a new book that is just wonderful. Oh, wow. And uh, he wrote it. So you never know what God's going to do and how God can use these things to speak into your life. Right, exactly. Let me, let me talk uh, for just a minute about the speakers that we have. Okay. Most of these uh, conferences, these national conferences and stuff, they try to get some uh, TV uh, you know, speaker that everybody knows and so uh, big deal, you know. And what and what happens is they come and then you don't get around them. I mean, they don't stay in the hotel where the people coming to the convocation stay. I mean, they're going to stay somewhere else. And they got their uh, bodyguards and everything. And, and uh, we tried that one year. As a matter of fact, a guy came. And he was a great speaker, but uh, he said, uh, "Where have you, where have you got me?" I said, "Well, we we we're down here at uh, Drury Inn, you know." Oh, he said, "I don't want to stay there. I I want to stay over in the Galleria, one of those places." I said, "Well, okay." He said, uh, "What kind of a rent car you got me?" I said, "Well, I don't know, you know." Get you a rent car or whatever. Well, he wanted a, you know, big town car and this, that, and the other. Wanted somebody to meet him at the door and, and escort him in with his entourage and all of that stuff. Well, I can tell you that uh, that was the last time I invited him to come. Because right. the people that, and I'm telling you, maybe you, you've never heard of Matt Bell, but Matt Bell has a word from God. Yeah. Maybe you've never heard of a lot of these guys. They are, anointed. they are anointed preachers, and they hear from God, and and they're going to stay at the Drury Inn with the rest of us, and when we have gather around, have breakfast over there, what they're going to be there just talking right. to us. Yeah, it's not big I and little you things. And then I'll tell you something else. God started sending people, champions, people in charge, like Jerry Williamson. He's in charge of what is it? Go to nations. Go to nations. Hundreds of missionaries. Yeah, global global ministry. Global, yeah. yeah. 
Man, I'm telling you, but he's here just like the rest of us, just a servant. Yeah. People with servants' hearts. And I look around in past and seen see the people that are here that God sent. I mean, champions. You wouldn't believe they're just sitting there like the rest of us. Guy that pastors a church of twenty, there with a guy that's in charge of thousands. Right. But we're all together. Amen. Just at the feet of Jesus. You know, Jesus. it's one of the best things, uh, the feeling when, you know, and I've done it multiple times, and, and I brought people in for different things that we've had, and when they come here and they say, Pastor David, how can we serve you? Mm-hmm. That's that's the heart of these people that we right. have coming. Uh, Not yeah. how can you serve me and what right. can you do, what kind of car and all that. No, how can we be a servant of you and your church and, and these missionaries yeah. that you come in? And that's the heart of these people, and, and we're looking uh, forward to I'm looking forward to uh, Randy Caldwell to blow my, my eardrums out again this year. And, and, and um, he's looking forward to it. Too. <laughs> I, mean, I, I was already uh, uh, talking to the, you know, the media guys up there and I'm just like, okay, you know, this is what's going to go on. Just re- remember, he's going to want it turned up really loud, but everybody else don't. So we're preparing for all that, uh, but he's just a, just tremendous, tremendous guy. Um, and we got Jason some earplugs. We got yeah, some earplugs. We got some earplugs, and <laughs> I'm I'm looking forward to Jason King. He's he's a new face on the uh, on the program. Uh, been hearing some really good things about him. How did you find uh, Pastor Jason King? Actually, um, Pastor Jason came to our convocation uh, several years ago. At that time, he was leading worship, and uh, he did a he did a special, and I got to know him. But really, I got to know him through his brother Brian, who was the youth pastor at a uh, church IBC in in San Antonio. Brian is a uh, police officer, but he was also a past, a uh, youth pastor, and we did youth camps with them. And so introduced me to Jason through that. Uh, he is very associated with uh, Pastor David Cook is like our is like our go to guy. He is so connected with so many wonderful ministries. Uh, just uh, an awesome man of God, and so he connects us. In fact, he was our one of our first speakers. And uh, so he's always been connected with our convocation, makes it every year that he can. So really, many of the people having IBC, many of the missionaries that uh, come have graduated from IBC and are on the mission field. Many of our missionaries that we support, even people in our own church, have graduated from there. So it's a, it's a family. Yeah. It's all family connection. Talking with uh, Pastor Jason, he did say, well, you know, there's a, I don't know if she want me to mention, but there's a lady in your church that mentored my wife. <laughs> and I said, wow, well, really? He said, yeah, and, and we all know her, but, uh, but he said, so yes, we want to come. And my wife definitely wants to come. That's awesome. And so it's family, it's, but God's family. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's a small world when you really start looking at God's family. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Well, I'm super excited. I appreciate you guys spending a little bit of time with us. Um, and I, I know we, we like to get, you know, our, our regular host in here, but you guys have stepped right in today and we appreciate you coming. I just want to encourage everybody one more time, March 7th through the 10th, to come out to this convocation. Invite your family, invite your friends. If you can get um, off some work those Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, I encourage you to do it. Some of the best messages are spoke 
during those morning services that a lot of our church doesn't get to hear. Mm-hmm. And they come to the evening service and they think that's just the, the greatest thing on earth. Well, guess what? Some of the greatest things on earth are happening in those morning services. So we encourage you to get out. If you can get here, if you can, you know, come to this thing, we just encourage you to come out. And we're going to be live streaming. We're going to be live Don't streaming. Don't let that keep you at home, but we are going to be live streaming uh, in the evenings. And so, or, or we're going to do we're going to do the morning too. Service, so if you're at work service. and you can slide a pair of headphones in and, and kind of tune in with us, don't get in trouble. But try try to slide in on us on the, during the mornings. Maybe you better tell them the uh, the times. Good. The service times. Uh, first service starts at nine in the morning, and then we have a service at eleven. And uh, the same speakers will be speaking. Uh, so we want to encourage you to come out. We have music at night. We have just a blowout. We have a great time. Have some wonderful worship leaders and uh, lots of events going on. So please come out and be a part of this. All right, guys. Thanks for tuning in with us. We'll see you next week. We love you. This is The Refuge Project.